This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. You're perfect. Let's do it live on a Football Friday edition. Merely, Bo, the great Z. Titans here Sunday. Look at this weather. What a weekend for football. Nice, perfect, light hoodie out of you. Oh, baby. Oh, it is boy. Nice. Look yeah, at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, at, look at that. Soak it in. Nice blue. Jeez. Oh, because it's an up blue because we're up. It's an up blue. We're up. We're, we're not up. down anymore. We're up. Got to be. All the way up. Got to be all the way up, my friend. Yeah, it's this is a uh, this is a monster. When you were doing, you, if you play the schedule game, which I think we all do, you get the schedule. You say, all right, where are the wins and losses? And you looked at these first four games, and you said to yourself, minimum requirement is two and two, absolute minimum requirement. And yes. one of the two that you were going to win at the time when the schedule came out was this one. Um, you could argue one way or another with Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati. Didn't know about the Burrow injury at the time. Um, so all of those things are factors, but this was one that's a dub. Yeah, and I think when you initially played schedule game, you said you'd love to go two and one in the division. Yeah, and that can get you to three and one. Mm-hmm. You know, worst case scenario, you know, two and two as you pointed out. But you know, I think a lot of people thought maybe the first two you were hoping to come out with a split, right? At Pittsburgh Monday Night Football, where they never lose, and then the Bengals. And I think it's just the way that it happened that you feel disappointed with being one and one. But yeah, this is one that you've got to have. You are the better football team. You are better where it matters all across the field. And so you've got to, similar to last week, take care, of, take care of your business. Don't turn the football over four times. Don't turn the football over, quite frankly, at all. When you under Kevin Stefanski, really, yeah. when we haven't turned it over at all, we're 13-2. and two. I don't know about you, but 13-2 and two sounds formidable. If we were 13-2 and two after nice. 15 games, be we'd fun. be like, yeah. oh, baby. Yeah, boy, <laughs> they would call this chesty Browns Daily. Really chesty. Yeah, that's what they would call the show. Um, yeah, this is this is one that you got to win. You're at home. This is a team that's lost eight of its last nine games dating back to last year. The Titans, their struggles are well documented, and you need to be able to beat them. We are more talented than they are. This is not an incredibly talented team. No, and there's a ton of uh, of variables, and obviously this this week has been a testy one yep. because of the result of Monday, because of the injury to Nick Chubb, and because of you know everything that's followed. But this is a this is a this if ever there is a get right pass offense game, this ought to be it. You should be able to spin the ball up and down the field. The weather is going to be flawless. This is a bad secondary uh, for Tennessee. Um, you are 
fully healthy with in, in that group. We're a better pass-blocking group than we are a run-blocking group. Correct. Neither is where you'd want to be at Correct. this point. We expect more out of the offensive line play than we've gotten, but we are better pass-protecting than we are run-blocking at this yep. point. So all of those boxes are there to be checked, and it's just a matter of it looking right for your quarterback and for it looking right with the rhythm between the quarterback and the play calling. A hundred percent. And that's that's what this game is going to be about. Our our offensive identity has to switch naturally. You're still gonna run the ball. You're still going to have, you know, Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, Pierre Strong running the football, but you are going for sure to put the game in the hands of your quarterback. And that's why he was brought here. That's why he's being paid yeah. nearly a quarter of a billion dollars in guaranteed money, because they believe that he can be that guy. And so this is the time for him to step it up and have one of those games because this is a bad pass defense. It's pass defense given up 610 yards to two quarterbacks, three touchdowns, only one pick. High completion percentage, all of it. This is this is a bad pass defense. It was the worst in the NFL a year ago. It's near the bottom again this year where we've got to go out there and we've got to get the job done. And our quarterback's got to play at a high level. And I think if he does that, we will win this game. Now, defensively, we're not quite at full strength. Greg Newsom will not play. He's been officially ruled out yeah. with his elbow injury. That means Cam Mitchell, his teammate at Northwestern, a good friend, is going to get the start at the nickel. Now, they don't have you know that dominant slot receiver. They'll line up DeAndre Hopkins inside, but we don't even know his status yet. Yeah, so he popped up on it, limited yesterday. With yeah, whenever you go injury. down over the course of a week, yeah, not, not really good. Now, if he come bounces back to a full today or a limited today, then he's probably going to be able to go and, and figure it out. But this is this is a it's a big game. It is a big big game. Let's talk about the Newsom injury. Um, what is the feeling? Of, I mean, this was something we found out today about it. Obviously, he'd been out all week. But um, is this something that is long lasting? Is this something that is? Let's take a week and see how this goes for Greg. Yeah, yeah. It, the feeling is that it is not a long term injury. Um, they think that there is a very good chance that he will be ready to go for Week Four against the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, all right. So that's where you stand on that. In terms of Tennessee, from an injury front, DeAndre Hopkins limited yesterday. I mentioned that with the ankle injury after being a full on Wednesday, and then first round pick Peter Skaronski has yet to practice this week. So that would lead you to believe that he would not be playing in the game as well. It is a there is a stretch of time between the second week of September and the third week of October where you get picture-perfect conditions. Yep. Um, this is kind of it. Like, it's it's pretty humid <laughs> through August and then yep. early September. And, I mean, my God, we had a rain out on the, the first game of the season. So who knows what's going to happen down there on that lake. But the forecast is looking like it should be flawless on Sunday. Um, this is a get-right in every single way. Um, and, and let's hope that we have a very fun Sunday afternoon down on the lake. Um, in terms of the scores, they remain perfect. You're welcome. I don't know. I mean, we that was – I think we couldn't have given you billion, last night. I think is what we said. By a yeah, by a billion. G men yeah. Thursday, Oppo. That was that was a so easy. Lock. Niners are really really good. All right, let's talk about them for a okay. second. They're really good. Yeah. So, you 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 watched the Seinfeld right? You remember the? I watched Seinfeld. You yeah. remember the? Uh, you're familiar with that show? Yeah. Uh, so ba for those of you who aren't familiar, it's a story of a comedian, and then his circle of friends in New York City. Uh, the comedian is a guy named Jerry Seinfeld. One of the co-creators and head writers of it is a guy that I don't know, maybe a guy named Larry David. Um, the We're character George on the show was based off of Larry, Larry David. David. So I think that That's sets right. up a little bit, just in case you weren't familiar with the program. Um, there is an episode where Jerry talks about that he's even Steven. 
right? He loses 20 bucks. He'll find 20 bucks somewhere else. Like it's just the way his life is like it yep. always, always turns up even for him. Yep. Um, it's kind of even Steven for Kyle and the Niners and that they gave up a ton to get a franchise quarterback and they stumbled into one with the very last pick in the draft. Unreal. Now the crazy thing about Purdy is there was a stat last night. He hit the 27 yard touchdown pass down the right side and they threw the stat up and they said that's his longest air traveled throw of his career was 27 yards in the air. That caught was caught. That was caught. Yeah. That was the longest, which is doesn't even matter. It do, no, I know. But it's like they are doing it in a way that nobody else can. Yep. And it's, you know, Kyle's offensive genius. And because Purdy, they're paying a, a bucket of balls, they can pay everybody else. So you're able to bring in Javon Hargrave on the defensive line. You can have Debo and Ayuk and McCaffrey and Kittle and Trent Williams and all the stars that they've got. Fred Warner, Bosa. They got Armstead, all of them. You I mean, do like top 100 players in the NFL. They got like six. Yeah. Yeah. They are, they're really good. And that, you know, hopefully that would be a great one to be coming off the bye at three and one. That would be, a, a, I feel like that would be a big time test. Um, but a lot of work to be done to get there. But yeah, the Niners are fun to watch. Those uniforms are beautiful. McCaffrey, they have not lost a game that McCaffrey has started for them since they traded for him. Not lost a single game. Like, that's crazy to me. Other than he must have started, or was he, he played in the NFC Championship. He had to have. Well, yeah, but then they didn't have the quarterback. They have the quarterback. Yeah. He and Purdy together have not lost. Um, Never lost. Never lost. Yeah. It, they're really good on every level. They are. They are. They're good. Yeah. And it's crazy to me is he does what Garoppolo did, and it must be the way – like, they drop and then stand like complete statues, like completely flat-footed. Well, that's the and Brady. throws that little – Yeah. That's Brady did that. Yeah, but he, I Garoppolo like he took so it from Br- a little. Bit. Now, remember in, in New England, he would stop. Yeah, and just flat-footed because Hoyer did that. Anybody who was around Brady, they all mimic that. It's just come calm, and then rip it, um, and and let it go. What was the? I was looking up. I just was curious. What was the trade? What was the McCaffrey? Oh my God! So then, the first thing I click on is one of those sites. It's got a thousand pop-ups. Like I just what they traded. I just to want get, to know what the details. What they of it gave were. up for McCaffrey. So in for twenty three and for twenty twenty three second, third, and fourth, yep. and a twenty four fifth is what they gave up for McCaffrey. Yeah, and then paid him a lot of money. Yeah, and the thing, and they were able to do so because they're not paying their quarterback. The thing that is remarkable about McCaffrey is, like, other than Terrell Davis in Denver, you know went it's not often that these type of offenses have this type of running back. Right. When they do, it's a whole nother level. It's not required. Like, they get to the Super Bowl without him, but it's all of a sudden you get one, level. it's another level. It really Only is. Three, the three best running backs that they've ever had in this style of an offense from the Shanahan tree, like using that last name, obviously because Nick Chubb would be Dalvin Cook in yeah. Minnesota, uh, was when it was – Troll Davis, you got nice years from Mike Anderson, you know, but yeah, but they, Davis, he wasn't like a gold jacket type guy. Clinton Portis, yeah, he had that. Was he had that. electric he in did. that offense? He did. He had that. And then yeah, and then now Christian McCaffrey, wild, very productive. Arian Foster, same. His few years, yeah, they were gold jackety. Yeah, but there, it's only a few years. They're these little windows of guys, but like in turn, it's just usually they. It's not required that you have no, one but of those like cats. Portis was picked to be. He was picked to be that guy, a star. He, yes, McCaffrey right. was drafted to drafted be a star. to be a star, and yeah. they they were. Um, but they are they're a 
them and the Cowboys, I mean, them Cowboys and the Eagles, they're, they're the three most complete teams right now in the NFL. And the Eagles are the slowest out of the gates of the three. Just It doesn't look right offensively no. yet for and them. They've got some issues. on. They've injured on the back end. Yeah. But, that, I mean, they're going to be fine, obviously. But um, that, that top of the NFC is, is for real. It's very good. It is hard to believe, we were just talking about Clinton Portis, Yeah, that there was a time in this league yeah. where Clinton Portis was traded straight up one for one for Champ Bailey. When you were, when you mentioned his name, that's the first thing I thought of. Because, yeah, like, and that would never happen today. Yeah, and it was one of those things where the trade kind of worked for worked both. Worked for everybody. You know, because then Portis goes to Washington. They had a lot of success with him, and then Champ Bailey becomes validates the gold jacket in Denver. 100%. But, yes, one for one franchise corner for franchise tailback never happened today. no no way that's just not in the same vicinity it's just how much the sport has changed yeah you know um but i do think like from a running back perspective and nick was that for us obviously but like the mccaffrey's the ecklers there are guys who are who transcend the positional value totally and those guys will i think you're going to find a way to compensate those guys the thing with mccaffrey was he was available a, a, the running back position, but also because he's always been nicked up. Mm-hmm. So, like, you you probably got him a discount a little bit because he was he was banged up. Healthy. And honestly, there's not that many teams who could do it because everybody's paying a quarterback. Right. It's unreal how it, the Niners completely whiffed on a trade that cost them <laughs> multiple first-round picks. Three? Yeah. Three ones. They got one back, which was Lance. It was really like two, one, two, two ones. three ones. Yeah. One which was used to get Tyreek Hill. And the other, which was used to get Bradley Chubb. Oh, that's right. They could have just they could have just stayed where they were and added Tyreek Hill and Bradley Chubb. Where did they? Where were they picking that draft? Like fifth or sixth? Yeah. So to, by all now that you read back on, I was reading back on it this week because we we always had the Justin Fields conversation, and um, knowing what we know now about Fields, I think it's pretty obvious why Kyle did not want him because he doesn't he doesn't want someone who doesn't process as quickly. He doesn't want someone that doesn't want to play with his back to the football field yeah, to the plain structure. Yeah, he right. wants somebody in structure so it's very likely that all that mac jones stuff was real that that was the type of guy that he wanted that he coveted mac jones all along and the crazy thing is he could have just taken him and he could have had tyree kill and he could have had bradley chubb on that and in in that operation you have to wonder at some point you have to wonder at some point if kyle's time with rg3 and how electric that was in such a short period of time yeah. made him want to have that in addition to it all. And he thought Trey Lance could give him Both. all of it. Whereas Mac Jones, you're hoping that he becomes Kirk Cousins, right, in yep. this offense. But the irony is that's what Brock Purdy is. That's what Garoppolo was. That's what he's had, the, Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah. That's what he's had the most success with. Yep. It's, it's it's interesting thinking back. He's probably saying, well, if I can get that plus, then we can be completely unstoppable. Like in Washington where guys were running 80 yards open. They Alfred Morris leads the league in rushing as a, what, fifth-round pick? Yeah. Like that's I think that's what he was looking for, and that's what he thought maybe he had in Lance. And obviously it did not work out, and he's now the backup in, in Dallas. But they are they are a good football team. They are an unbelievable front. Danny Dimes – against the Cowboys and the Niners, was under pressure in those two games over 50% of his dropbacks. You cannot play quarterback in the NFL with that being true. Like, it's, no, just, it's huh? impossible. So, no. I know Andrew Thomas was out. They were the, out down two tackles last line, right? And no yes. Saquon, like, dreadful. But against the the Cardinals, where they actually were able to kind of match up because the Cardinals don't necessarily have any frontline talent, 
he was fine. Yeah. He was actually good in that comeback win over the Cardinals. But if you can't protect in this league, you've got, you, can, you can't play offense. And that's what makes our defense effective. Now, this is a Tennessee Titans team that they can be very effective. But one of the stats I came across, which is wild. So through last week, their previous 17 games, including last week, the Titans have been the best run defense in NFL history over any 17-game stretch. Really? 64.6 yards per game, 2.9 yards per carry. Now, they have a significantly losing record in that stretch because yeah. ultimately that's not that's not what matters. That's most. not what matters Yeah, because that's how the game has changed. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, all right, we'll continue to get you set for our game against the Titans on Sunday. Lots of fun along the way. Your over-unders, your scores will go around the league behind enemy lines in the 2 o'clock hour with Teresa Walker of the AP. Um, load it up. Keys to victory? Something to ponder as we go to Give break from Jade. Jade just tweeted us, guys, I don't know if I've shared this with you before, but Nathan Zagura and Bo Bishop are my Jerry and George. Which one's George? That's, I mean, that's I, the question. That's the question. I, I think it's got to be me, right? I got to be the not, George, but I don't know. I don't think you're George. Well, I don't think either one of us fit either of the personalities. No, correct at all. Um, yeah, I don't. But I, I think what she's probably just referring to is that we're buddies. Buddies. Yeah. Yeah, we're buddies. Who, who she enjoys listening to. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and enjoy, we listening enjoy listening to, to you. Her, oh, my yeah. goodness. Her new By the way, on. yeah. Give drop. Give her the drop. Yeah. Give it. And we got to pull. I just, oh, I just. And by the way, like Jade's absurdly talented. The uh, the throwback videos are unreal. what are we talking about? Yeah. I mean that stuff was unbelievable this yeah. week. Good yeah, job no out of you. Yeah, Jade's superstar. New, her new song is out. Out of sight, it is called the brand new single from Jade McRae. Yeah, and it is. She brings it. And there's no doubt about it. Yep, it's no it's it, she's throwing 102. Yeah, um, it has been for a while. All right, we go around the league. Coming up next, you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Elk and Elk, serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 100-ELK-OHIO for a free case for you. Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Browns and Titans set for Sunday. Um, you know, of a, of a generation, Gibby, you would be of this generation, uh, this was one of the most aesthetically pleasing uniform matchups you'll find. When the Browns would play at home here, and the Oilers would come in in the in the uh, in the, the baby blues. blues, yeah, this Absolutely. was it. Isn't that the the Kozar picture? Isn't it from him against the Oilers that used to be out here in the uh, in, in the, the snow? snow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Absolutely, sure yeah. Jerry Glanville back in the day, Warren Moon, the run and shoot. Yeah, yeah. It was so. It didn't AFC make Central. any sense because <laughs> it was Bengals, Steelers, Browns knocking the hell out of each other and here comes houston with like four wide and yeah um god who was the running back oh my god it, it was uh i could have just said it before you alonzo highsmith well alonzo was there Zo. but then they had a picket was it a picket the, the they had a scat back who wore 20 is this when they had like haywood jeffries yeah and they would have like drew hill drew hill was a receiver on that team um ernest Givens. Yep, Givens. Those are the three, three they had four receivers. I, it's crazy, but like when I'm trying to remember this roster, it's based entirely off of Super Tech Mobile. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. I want to say there was a pick. What year? This would probably be like eighty nine, ninety Houston Oilers. 
The other thing that's crazy is like in retrospect, you're talking about a when you when you talked about the Oilers and you're talking about the difference stylistically of a you know pound physical teams that were up here and and them down there geographically it made no damn sense either. No, it's hard to imagine like geographically the AFC was only Miami. Mike Rogier. Mike Rogier was in that. It was Alonzo Highsmith led the team with 531 yards rushing. Second was Alan Pinkett. 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 And they had Lorenzo White. Out of Michigan State. Yep, Lorenzo White. And then the the receivers, we had it. Uh, Ernest Givens, Haywood Jeffries, Drew Hill. There's a fourth. Curtis Duncan. Duncan, yeah, because they played four. Curtis Duncan. Yeah. Yeah. They were fun, man. Yeah. Those are those are fun games. I mean that that's all changed now with the with the moving the uh, divisions around and their tight ends on the season. When Warren Moon threw for thirty six hundred yards, which in eighty nine was a good number, had seven catches for seventy six yards. Their what was that? Their tight ends. Seven <laughs> well, they didn't bother. No, didn't bother. Clearly. Yeah, no, they did not. No, Randall you know, it's was interesting. saving seats for Elvis. Just from a a timeline standpoint, when the go ahead. So then I just went to ninety. Yeah. Warren Moon, fifteen games. Okay. I'll give you a guess the stats on this one, Gibby. Fifteen games the year is nineteen ninety. Warren Moon stats with the Houston passing. Warriors. Yes. I bet he threw for four thousand yards. Sixty-two percent completions. 4,689 yards, 33 <laughs> touchdowns, 13 picks in 1990. Lorenzo White was the leading rusher that year, 702 yards, 8 touchdowns. Moon also ran for 215 and 2 scores. They had Givens had 979, made the Pro Bowl. Drew Hill had 1,019 and 5, made the Pro Bowl. Hayward Jeffries had the most catches, the most yards, and the most touchdowns. Didn't make the Pro Bowl. No Pro Bowl. 74, 1,048, and 8, and he didn't make the Pro Bowl. And Duncan had 785. They had four wide receivers with more than 60 catches and 785 yards. Jeez. You know what's interesting? That's wild. When you think about when the NFL um, you know, changed the divisional alignments and stuff, when you added the expansion teams, because all of this would have happened around the same time because these teams moved all at the same time. I wonder if there was ever any thought to taking Baltimore and putting them in the East, in the AFC East, putting Tennessee in the AFC North, and having Miami right. go to the AFC South. Yeah. I mean, geographically, all the Miami sense. would be in the same with Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Be them, Jacksonville. Well, well, the Colts actually would probably be up here, quite honestly. The Colts would be, be in ours. Colts would be up here. It would be the Titans, Jaguars, Dolphins. Uh, t- Texans, and Dolphins. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then... An, the East would be you just would put Baltimore in there with the Jets, the Bills. Um, Where would Tennessee Patriots go? And- Tennessee would stay South. It would still be Tennessee would still be in the South with Jacksonville, Miami, and Houston. Tennessee, and then yeah. India, India would come here in the yeah. North, which makes all the sense. Then in the geographically, world. you're locked in. Yeah, the, they were protecting something there. Was it Miami that they were protecting, or was it the Baltimore? Like, why would they protect Baltimore? What difference? Because Baltimore, maybe because Baltimore was the Browns to keep. Them. Sure, but like. It's no, going I, to a whole new city. What difference is it? No, make? that makes sense. Those four up there, those four down there, four in the middle, and then the four. Yeah, mostly. Or do they just view the east as the east coast, like straight. To, I mean, I'm assuming that's. I, I'm guessing on the east coast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My guess is that they wanted that Miami said no, no, we're not going to play. Like we've been in this a long time. We are not going to play in a division with Jacksonville, and we've got rivalries with the Jets and the Patriots. Like sure. we're not giving those rivalries up. Dallas did that. Um, you know, because sure. it was like, wait a second, this is not the NFC East. Yeah. You know, you got Dallas and Arizona at the time. You know, it was like, you're not not having that. 
But Dallas was like, actually, we're going to still play these teams. Yeah, that's how that's going to go. So I'm guessing Miami stopped it. They're the only ones I think would have the juice. Yeah. Because if you were going to redo it, NFC South would probably stay exactly the same. Yeah. because Where would Dallas go, though? Dallas is in in no man's land. So you would probably do – I guess what you could do is you could take, like, Atlanta and move them to the NFC East. Like geographically, that would make the most sense. Well, you sense. still have, and then you'd have, but Carolina, oh, no, Carolina, Carolina would be actually, better. Would Carolina, be Carolina would be north. Yeah, Carolina would go, and then it would be Atlanta, Dallas, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay. So you can see how Dallas is like. But who's coming out of that. the East? Because you have the Giants. Dallas, right? Dallas would come out of the East. Slide Carolina. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fixed. Th- that's how that would go. But like, there's no way Jera is giving up playing Philly no. and Washington. We're going to go Giants. play the Falcons and the Bucks no. and the Saints. Not having no. it. Not having it. Speaking of the Cowboys, cornerback Trayvon Diggs tore his ACL at practice. Brutal. God, these are we've had catastrophic injuries with stars the first Brutal. two weeks. Brutal. Yes. Yes, we have. Ab- this is another one like in a practice. Yeah. yeah. How are you tear an ACL in a practice? It's got to be in, in non-contact. On a, in a Thursday. I, do, I mean, Grant tore his Achilles right in front of us, That's jumping true. one inch off the ground to catch a pass in a like walking drill. Yeah, as we say all the time, uh, muscles can grow, ligaments cannot. Uh, they're pretty finite, so it's that's that crushes them. I mean, he's a huge part, obviously, of their defense, and he's what he is more than anything else. Though is like he is a turnover getter. Yep, yep. he gives up plays, but he also gets you the ball from time to time. Yes, Panthers rookie does. quarterback uh, Bryce Young will not play in Carolina this week against Seattle, um, so it'll be Dalton. Uh, you're actually, actually fine with that. Dalton's out, and then Anthony. Both of those, so the rookies are out, and in are Dalton and Minshew. Dalton and Minshew, Minshew and Indy. Yeah. So to me, it almost feels like Minshew will give them an equal to or better chance against Baltimore. Agreed. Um, I don't think Dalton has Dalton to me is an, that's a wash with Bryce Young. Probably fair because they have no weapons. No. Frank Reich loves him for whatever reason though. Because he loves Dalton. Yeah. Just he's a pro and does what he's doing. He's a pro. You just don't want to be. You know, when you're the when you're the backup, like just do your job, help the kid along. Um, I think that the bright, the one thing to watch, both of these guys, Young and Richardson, Richardson taking hits and Bryce Young just being tiny. Can these guys stay upright over right. the course of a season? I, I, that's very, very fascinating for me. Uh, Joe Burrow has not practiced this week and is considered day to day. I saw him hobbling over. It doesn't look like he's playing, and they just made a move quickly to sign another quarterback to bring back Reed Sennett, who I guess is going to back up Jake Browning. I mean, this is it, though. Like, when you're paying the guy, you can't pay for quality backups anymore. I mean, we are yeah. long past the days of Montana, Young, Bono. <laughs> yeah, but Steve Bono then, was the third quarterback. And then even when Steve Bono was – when he left, then they drafted Gerbach. Gerbach. So it was like they always had three guys, you know, in San Francisco. Like, we don't have that anymore. You think about, like – even like uh, Kubiak backed up Elway for 15 years. The only teams that have solid have backups that. are teams that are starting rookies or second-year guys. Like Jacoby Brissett is behind, you know, Sam, Sam Howell. Howell. Yeah, Tyler Heineke is behind Desmond Ritter. Ritter. Gardner's behind this guy in Indy. Like, yeah, you, you don't have that anymore. No, and I it's, Andy Dalton's behind right. Bryce Young. Part you know, and the reason for that is is a all your money's being allocated to the quarterback position. Yep, and then b the thinking now that teams view is if you lose the quarterback, then the season's lost anyway. Like just push the chips in, yeah, you know, and and understand that it's going to be a very very different season. I think that also change that also has a little bit to do with philosophically. We've NFL teams have changed the way they view seasons. 
used to be, you know, 15, 20 years ago, or certainly back to the time we're talking about 30 years ago, like make the playoffs, have a winning record. Like those things mattered. That's all that mattered. That's all that mattered. It wasn't like, it wasn't like you were relentlessly chasing a Super Bowl. You were just trying, of course you wanted one, sure. but you were very satisfied if you could like win the division, have a winning record, make the playoffs like that was in a really important measuring stick. 100%. Now it feels to me like most of the league is kind of like boom or bust. Like let's either be contenders or be nothing. Like we don't, the middle ground isn't chased the way that it used to be. Like the entire run of Andy Dalton in Cincinnati, where they won the yeah. AFC North a bunch of times, never won a playoff game, but were perennially in the playoffs, all of that, that would be looked upon now as a failure. And in fact, they had to get to the point where they were able to get Burrow to get back to relevancy. 100%. And, you know, there were probably 10 teams like that in the late yep. 80s, early 90s. I yep. mean, like the Tommy Kramer Vikings. Like, there were all these teams that were, like, good teams, had a lot of talent, but they were never doing anything of consequence. Yep. Jim Everts, Rams, like, those teams, they were never going to beat the best ever. No. Anytime they got on the big stage, you got whipped. Yep. But it, they also kept them around because winning – Dave Craig, Seahawks. Like, because they – winning and being competitive and, and – mattered. It mattered. So that change – I think is also reflected a little bit so in all of that. Before before we go to break, sure. I do have to ask you. Yeah. Is it the best weekend so far this season for college football? It's not there, close. There is a monster schedule tomorrow. It's not. Give me close. the top three games. If you wanted to, if you wanted to tomorrow, give me the top if, three. If games. you were so inclined, um, can I give you what I think the top three games are, without even knowing the schedule sure. at all? Yeah. Dion, which I believe is Colorado, Oregon. Yep. That's a 3.30. Ohio State, Notre Dame. Yeah, that is a 7.30. And then those are my, those are my three, which are actually only two. <laughs> so if you wanted to, you could play it out this way to where, like, if you just love football and guys who are going to be pros and love college football, uh, America's second most popular sport by a pretty mar wide margin and, and one of two sports in this country that's either maintaining or growing its ratings television-wise. Yeah, they're both All the rest. Whoosh. Football, football. Falling off a cliff. Um Florida State plays at noon at Clemson, so you have that. Where are they ranked? That in the noon window. FSU, FSU's four. Okay. Uh, in the three thirty window, it's a dual screen situation. You got Colorado at Oregon at three thirty, and you got Ole Miss at Bama at three thirty. Um, so that's a good one. There's another ranked one at three thirty. UCLA, UCLA and Utah, Utah. is at yep. three thirty as well. Then you go to the seven o'clock window. You got ranked versus ranked Oregon State at Washington State. You've got – How's the Pac-10 all of a sudden every team's good in the Pac-10 and they're hold just banning please. the league? Hold, please. I'll tell you what happened. Um, and then in the 730 window, you have Iowa, Penn State, and then obviously Ohio State and Notre Dame in the 730 window as well. Not so if you wanted if to – the Big Ten to have both of those games So they chose the to do it. So here's what happened. Not only did they choose to do it, CBS put their number one team on Penn State, Iowa what? versus Ole Miss, Alabama. Why, you ask? Yes. Because next year they're in business with the Big Ten. And so CBS is now going to try and boost the national relevancy of these of the Big, Big Ten, Ten programs sure. the way that they did for 30 years in the SEC. It worked when they did it there. Now you have to have the talent to back it up. It was a perfect storm. But um, so if you're, if you're Big Ten, you win as big as possible because you're going to be on network television on two networks in prime time. Yep. You're going to own the night. Yep. So it's a home run. You're on NBC and you're on CBS across the country, like the, not regionally, across the country on a Saturday night. So that's a total home run. Pac-12 question. George Klyavkov, the current commissioner of the Pac-12. 
he was betting on exactly this. He was betting on getting to this point where they have six or seven first first round type quarterbacks in the league. That's not hyperbole. They do. Yep. They're unbelievable. Mike, here's a, here's your stat of the day, early season in college football. Michael Penix Jr., who's at Washington, who I had third in the Heisman last year and finished fifth. They have the best pass offense in the country. He is averaging eleven point six yards a drop back. Per attempt. No, no, no. A drop back. Wow. Sacks included. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's where he's at. So they've got all those cats. So he was betting on getting to this point where they had all this star power, all this quarterbacks. What he the reason the best bet busted is he did not see that the Big Twelve would race to the market and get a television contract ahead of him. So once they did, those television do- dollars dried up. The economy changed in terms of what Disney and all these companies' operations are. And so that miscalculation cost the Pac-12 to it the point where now it doesn't like exist. Whoever got the Big 12 contract yeah. would have much rather had the given that money to the Pac-12. That's ESPN. If they were still in... Yeah, but they were worried... That they were see ESPN was fighting off front. They were fighting a battle on five fronts. They were trying to keep Fox at bay because Fox just said, "Boy, we want to be in the college football business." They're trying to keep CBS and NBC at bay because they want to be in the college football business, and they're trying to keep Google, Apple, Amazon. So they wanted to get things. They needed something locked up in writing. So the Pac-12 should have just taken that deal. They should have taken that deal. If they'd taken that deal, they still exist. They they had the first right of refusal on it. They Klayovkov says we can do better. The next week, the Big Twelve took the deal. So and you, there was nowhere if else that for happened, him to go. US, all of that, everybody would still see, be in the Pac twelve if they yeah. had taken that deal. Oh my! God. The whole Pac twelve would still so that guy's Colorado, all of it. What's his name? George Klyavkov. He's the murderer of the Pac twelve. Well, the, it took two of them. Larry Scott was first. Larry Scott was spending ninety million dollars a year on studio space in San Francisco for the Pac twelve network that was not on anywhere. It's crazy, crazy. Pac-12, really, really mismanaged. There was a it's great awful. story, just to put a ribbon on it, I don't want to get too far down in the weeds. I'm, I might be already. Um, the, the, reason that, the other reason the deal didn't get done, there was a, an econ professor in one of the Pac-12 schools yeah. that apparently went to his uh, president and said, don't take that deal from ESPN. That we're worth, it, it, the deal was like 35 to $38 million a year. Went back and said, I th- we, th- we think we're worth $50 million. So the Pac-12 president was like, we think we're worth 50. It's, don't take that deal. So Klyavkov doesn't take the deal. It contributed to them not taking the deal, and the rest is history. Real life, man. That's how you got there. Little over-unders coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner your Cleveland Browns, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns, avocados from Peru and Meyer want you to enter the ultimate football sweepstakes for your chance to win a 2023 Ford Lightning electric pickup truck, a VIP tour, the Cross Country Mortgage Campus, or a $1,000 Meyer gift card. Visit your local Meyer or clevelandbrowns.com slash avocados for more. Uh, before we get to the over-unders, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good daily double. You get, you get your Saturday night, 
Buckeyes and Irish into your yeah. one o'clock Brownies and Titans, boys. Um, from a God, you can—it's all in play from a tailgate perspective on Sunday. You could it, the whole thing. It's probably your—is this your best this week and next? Next are week. the for sure best best conditions, best all of it. Next two weeks. Oh, you're gonna have a great time this weekend, and then next weekend, I think you can tailgate with the Hoff. Is he gonna be bouncing around? He's gonna be bouncing around. He's hosting something. Yeah, he just he tweeted it out not too long ago. The Hoff did. He's hosting a, a big a big tailgate fiesta. There I mean, it is. He, tailgate he, with Joe Thomas, October first, ten a.m. to twelve p.m. Old school performance giveaways and games featured exhibit food and bar trucks open at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. One thing to I would tell oh, you, baby. if you try to tailgate with the Hoff, do not try to keep up. Don't keep a water close by. Yeah, the Hoff will take you to the woodshed. Have we gotten an update on how what happened with the carcass, the elk carcass? Did he get that? Clear? Yellowstone was yeah, in processed. contact with him and said it took him like eight trips. Took five hours to get it out. They, with all the different trips back and forth, but it's been taken, processed, and ready to roll. So it's being cut up into steaks as we, oh, yeah. that's happening. It's already done. That's already done. That was it's done, I think. taken yes. and shipped, and yep. now it's back in Wisconsin. Yeah. Jeez. Did you see his video yesterday where no. there were two of them within like 10 feet of the guys on his Instagram? I don't you have do the idea. You do not want to. Uh, two of them. You do not want to mess with that. No way. That's a situation well, that. It's their time of year too. Oh, I know. They're they're. Uh, this is the mating season yep. for the big elk. Um, that's the way that that goes. I got to see. That's the one thing that's sad to me about the way that that all goes down. What do you mean that they're about ready to have fun and then they're done? Yeah, they're being lured. <laughs> they're being lured. Yeah, exactly. That's a harsh. That's a brutal when you put it that harsh. way. Harsh. Yeah. yeah. You think oh. This is what I've been waiting it's for. It's not like you've been waiting all year for this. Right. It's not like they've been lured to like, no, here's like, oh, we found some here's tasty patch of grass for you or no. something. Uh-uh. It's no. like, no, no, you're about to get, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. You've been waiting all year for this boys. And you're like, come in, like, let's go. And yeah. like, oh, wait, yeah. this was a trap. This is not, <laughs> this is not the brochure. <laughs> this is not good. Like I've been growing the, been growing these horns all year. Right. The velvet came off months ago and that you've been growing these horns all year. They're at their apex. They're every, as everything impressive is. as can be. And then everything. all of a sudden. Not so much. Not so There's fast. the Hoff sitting there. But I I do like the fact that he will, this elk will live on through the consumption of him and his entire family. Like that it will, yeah. it has served its purpose. I feel well, like the whole I think, neighborhood's going to get fed. Yeah, there'll be a I lot. Hope that we, I hope we get a little elk. little taste. Oh, my yeah. little loin. What yeah. was that? Didn't we, weren't we just having like a, the rack of a, venison? We, we had, had a venison rack. Which would be deer. Right, but then I had, imagine this would be that bigger. Yeah. Didn't you have what did you think have about the other how, day? Think about that. What that was the an bird you were lollipop. eating the other day? That would be he had the pheasant. The yeah, pheasant. we had pheasants. We've had Who's since that? he's, he's been got, here. He's got pheasant down yeah. there. He's going since we've had white wine rabbit sausage, water buffalo, boar, wild boar, pheasant. I feel like I'm missing. We're missing venison. Something. Yeah, he's not messing around. No, water buffalo. And all of them are delectable. Yeah, the venison rack was. Yeah, that was next level. Yes. Yeah, that was so I'm just in my mind that imagining an elk rack would be that bigger. Yeah, we've. I was the, the elk steak. I've had elk, elk loins. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good. There used to be a place in Chagrin Falls called Gamekeepers. Yeah, okay. It's now where JoJo's is now, um, and it was all. It, that's the whole menu was wild game. Wild game. Yeah, that's cool. It was very cool. Yeah, if you know what you're doing. 
Yeah. If you know what you're doing. So be it. Be my recommendation. Yeah, for sure. All right, right let's uh let's hit some over unders. What? Last week was bad. And it's not that bad. It was bad. I mean, it was bad for us. It was right. You weren't. You didn't drown yourself. You're, you went two and three. Uh, give a three and two. Gross. Uh, so you are five and six now on the season. Gibbe is six. Hey, and Gibbe's four, one game up uh, on the or six and five rather. He's one game up. No, six and four, and you are five and five. You're five and five. Yeah. Math, not a strong suit. Um, private school. All right, that's where you. I know. It's awfully uh, both double, double private. Yeah, yeah. That's where all those big brains come from. Um, you know, I think the you guys. In terms of last week, just a reminder to Sean, you both hit the over on that, the over-under on total offense, 249.5. He did it. Um, both you got the actual was over. Didn't we both get the – wasn't there a Nick Chubb one? Uh, that was – you guys both had it over 23.5 touches. Would have been. I feel like would have been. maybe an executive decision's made there. Yeah, we did. We made one. And given it, give that to us. Life's not fair to Nick Chubb. Life's not fair to you guys. Fair. If I said that, he would have hated it. <laughs> you say that, about. he's like, fair. <laughs> if I said that, he'd be like, that's not fair. Uh, no, it is. Like, you try to get that hey, changed did, on Monday. You guys see that on, um, was it, a couple of the betting sites were like, are giving money back on some of that stuff, and some are not. The Aaron Rodgers one was a big slippery. one. Slippery. Yeah, no, no, you can't. It just, that's you, the risk is assumed. The risk is assumed. I think so, too. I think it's pretty slippery. So, um, all right, let's do it. Uh, over or under? Over, under. All right, boys. We're looking for combined receiving yards. Combined receiving yards. We're going to go with Amari and Elijah. Over, under. Now, this is a bit of a trick here because Hopkins has showed up on the thing. But it's Hopkins and Burks. So, Hopkins and Burks, Amari and Elijah. Over, under. Give I think our guy's over. Yeah, okay. our guys. No doubt. Okay. This is a bad pass defense. It better be our guys. If it's the other way, is there a chance in hell? Yeah, because that could end up being garbage time. Like, we've yeah. blown them That's out always so a tricky badly. thing with the over-unders. You yeah. never know how, how it's going to be, be That could be more indicative of a blowout than anything. All right. Next! Over, under. All right, rushing yards. Rushing yards. Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. King Henry. Zagura. Both of ours, one of theirs. I mean, their run defense over the last 17 games, I said, has been historic. They're giving up 65 yards a game on the ground. Derrick Henry in two games is averaging 71 and a half yards per game on oh, the ground. Oh, baby. We're right on it. Boy, it's like someone knew that, putting that all together. God's a girl. Make a pick. <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Derrick Henry. Alright. Under Zagura. Give it? I am going under as well. Right. King Henry for both of you. I'm switching mine. Go Browns. Oh my gosh. Over. It's fine. Alright. That's I'm not. Over under. Deshaun Watson. Total offense. Total 
offense. Gibbe. The number we are looking for here is 285.5. 285.5. This is the number. That's what it should be. That's what that wrote down. 270.5. That's where I thought you were going to go there. That's no, you're, I... you're, guys, you know what he was at last week? He was 240 throwing and another 25. Yeah, I mean, that's 260. Two, he was right around 260, 270 last week. This is a terrible lot. We don't have Nick Chubb. Come on. I, Come on. I, I think it has to be over. That's meager. It's over. 285 and a half over. is meager. Over. Over. Over, over, over. Come on, dude. This is the week. It's got to be. Gotta 72 be. degrees. That's two, sunny, throw for 260, run for 30. Beautiful. I'm about to throw Come for on. 330. Well, that's three. what I would love. Like, let's live. Let's throw for like 330 and three. Let's live and, yeah. and really like stretch it. our legs a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's what you hope for. Next. Over, under. So you guys both missed this one, the the uh, the hook. Uh, unfortunately, um, you both had the uh, the sex interceptions rumbles last week. You missed by a half. It was four and a half. We had four total on those. Um, yeah, I went Pittsburgh back to my week, losing right ways. Uh, one week is a big one. If Rodney was, McLeod could have just caught that ball, then you win. Then we win. It's tough. What hit you in the hands? Tough. Sorry, Rodney. Too easy. <laughs> um, sex interceptions fumbles. We are looking for five and a half of them. Five and a half of them. It's rare we get this high on this. Whoa, no. Six I, does it. I'm Six does it. Under. I think we're right where we probably were last week. So right around four. Yeah, maybe five. Maybe you can get to five, but I. Yeah. So they're at eleven through two games, which is exactly five and a half. <laughs> Again. <laughs> That feels though. Last we week get, we got we got a research department here. Zach. Last week we would have been at six, and or last week would have been five under. The week before would have been seven over because of the picks, the three picks, uh, or six over. I mean, um, it's a big number. It I is. Feel, I feel like we could dominate their line though. I'm gonna go over. Oh my goodness gracious! Let's go next. Over. If mine come under. out right. We have it is slump. slump. City. Slump City. Yep. Yeah. It's Daenerys with the dragon. Yeah, it's all of it. Loot train. Loot train. It's done. Incinerated. Yep. The actual. I got to tell you, I, I was surprised at how low it was last week. I'm equally surprised at how low it is this week. There is no respect given to our ability to score points. Or a lot of respect given to our defense's ability to stop people. Either way, it is a rather meager for the second week in a row, 39 and a half. Over. Same. Go. I Sorry. I saw you making the motion. I thought you were going to go first. No, that's right. Uh, over. And our defense gets a score this week, too. Oh, Throw that in there. Oh, baby. So, first week against, uh, first week against uh, Cincinnati, it was 47 and a half. Under. You got yep. the under. Last week, it was 38 and a half. Over. You both got the over. This week, 39 and a half is where you stand on that. Yep. Yeah. It's just game flow, man. What does it look like? Last time we faced them, 41-35 was the final. It was 38-7 to at the half. Oh. And then it was 2020. COVID. How did – I don't remember. I have no recollection of that game. We we went out to big leads in like Bombed four or DPJ, five games. Like a 70 – let's see. Check the notes here. You had two catches for 92 yards, 75-yard <laughs> touchdown to DPJ on that out and up. You had the bomb to Hollywood Higgins where Bake did the awesome like roll-in – 
to the red carpet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. On a little fade corner fade. To yeah, 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 yeah. There was you had a, we had a. I feel it like was they, all, they, but they came back. I don't remember them back. coming back. We I remember shut us it down. Looking great, yeah. but I don't remember them coming back and making it that. It was thirty-eight to seven at the half. We won forty-one thirty-five. And was it in doubt? Like there was you needed nervous. to get you needed yeah you needed to get a stop at the end. Wow. Yeah, I don't have I don't remember the comeback. I remember the big the lead. smoke. Yeah. yeah, and then I, re- I remember obviously the game like, vividly. In I want to say Henry fumbled. Here. They turned it over like twice in the first quarter. Yeah, and we played like a five man front on Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has not had a ton of success against us, which is which is good for us. These are numbers in. Four career games against the Browns. Yeah. 164 yards rushing, just 3.35 a carry. One touchdown, six catches, 115 yards, 75, which came on the longest catch of his career, which was his best game was 19 rushes, 84 yards, and a touchdown in 2019. So in the other three games, he's had 80 yards rushing against us. We've done a very good job against Derrick Henry. And our run defense this year has been excellent. Enough from the clown says, uh, let's know. know that he's rooting for slumping by Gibbe over Z because the show desperately needs a chesty Gibbe. No, it doesn't. <laughs> look what happened last time. Brown therapy always has I you. I was as, chesty on Monday. He was chesty on Monday, yeah, and look how well. that, ha- yeah, that went. BT has Not you so as, uh, this, as I Dream a Genie as well. So I, I believe that's what he has, which is pretty, pretty good. All right, we'll go behind enemy lines. Teresa Walker, the AP in Nashville, joining the show. Coming up next, you'll stick the Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. For nearly a century, the Rumpke family has operated one of the nation's largest waste recycling companies, providing top-level services to residential and commercial customers. That's Rumpke Waste Recycling. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. Now we head behind enemy lines on the Twisted Tea Hard Ice Tea Hotline. Official sponsor of your Cleveland Browns. Keep it twisted. Cleveland's great friend of the program, Teresa Walker from the AP in Nashville, joining the program. Teresa, let's let's go big picture first. The offseason plan and this roster that was put together down in Tennessee – what was the objective juxtaposed to the rest of the talent dispersal in the AFC? Well, think of it as kind of a, a NASCAR pit stop. At least that's what I think they've been trying to do. Uh, you know, they fired Amy Adams Strunk, fired John Robinson, the GM, last December when they were in the midst of a season-ending seven-game skid. They, uh, the new GM, Rand Carthon, he came in uh, from San Francisco and started, you know, taking care of and getting rid of what Mike Vrabel calls a lot of, quote, repeat offenders, guys who had caused the Titans to have the most players used in each of the last two seasons because of injuries. So gone, three-time Pro Bowl left tackle Taylor Lewan, uh right guard uh, Nate Davis was allowed to leave, uh, Ben Jones, veteran center, was a casualty cap uh, cut. So, you know, they, they have a completely rebuilt offensive line. And yet you've got Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, you know, uh, in the last year of their contracts this year. So they're, you know, they're still around and they're trying to, I mean, it's the AC South that they're in. I mean, you look around, they've got two teams with two rookie coaches and two rookie quarterbacks. And, you know, they can look at this and say, you know what, we, we lost seven straight games and we were three minutes away from still winning the AC South with that. And, you know, they've got like 24 new players to this roster. 
So, uh, you know, it's the NFL. If you can turn it over and keep the key pieces in place in this division, they've got to think that they can win. They have as much chance of winning as the Jacksonville Jaguars, maybe better because, you know, a year ago they were, I think a year ago, uh, the year that they used 91 players in 2021, they had the AFC's number one seed in 12 and five records. So they're trying to, you know, essentially run it back. They are trying to do that, and the familiar faces you mentioned, Henry Tannehill. One of the new faces, DeAndre Hopkins, their leader in targets, receptions, and yards. We saw that he appeared kind of on the injury report yesterday. What can you tell us about DeAndre Hopkins' status? Well, uh, we're still waiting. The only player that has been cleared out for Sunday's game is left guard Peter Skronsky. He was their number one first-round pick, 11th overall out of Northwestern. They plugged him into left guard, and that's where they've left him. Dylan Radens uh, was off of the bench in the second uh, second quarter of last weekend's game because the guy they tried to replace Skronsky with, Xavier Newman, didn't fare so well. Gave up two sacks in that first quarter, including one on a fourth and four uh, to turn the ball over on downs. Where Dylan Radens tore his ACL December 18th, and he was back and able to finish that game. So he's likely the guy who will be at left guard. So DeAndre Hopkins, he didn't practice at all last week. And he played on Sunday against the Chargers. Now, he was only targeted five times, caught four of those, including a key 14-yard catch in overtime to set up the game-winning field goal. So uh, let's put it this way. This is a three-time All-Pro, a veteran. He knows how to be ready. Uh, He was limited uh, on Thursday, added back to the practice or added to the injury report after, you know, going – uh, on being full practice on Wednesday. So I'm expecting him to play on Sunday. Now, how many snaps, you know, do they watch his you know, pitch count, so to speak, most likely. But uh, this is a guy who's been around the league long enough. He knows how to be ready to go when it's time to kick it off. It'll be interesting to see, obviously, a lot of familiarity with our quarterback there with DeAndre Hopkins. When you look at this offensive line remade, Chris Hubbard, former Brown, Brunskill from the Niners, Andre Dillard didn't play much with the Eagles, but former first-round pick of the Eagles. What's this line, how's it fared so far through two games? Well, they've given up eight sacks. They gave up five last week to the Chargers. Uh, And, you know, they have a new offensive coordinator, actually Tim Kelly, who was Deshaun Watson's coordinator in uh, 2019 in Houston. And so there, there's some, there's a lot of familiarity. Uh, although Tim Kelly says he's too busy getting ready to face that Browns defense to share many tips on Deshaun Watson. And oh yeah, the the head coach Mike Vrabel, he very much knows Deshaun Watson. He was there uh, with him, crossed paths with him when he was coordinator of the Texans in 2017. So there's a lot of familiarity between these teams, uh, having faced each other as well. So uh, it, it's going to be very, very interesting. To, to see what happens on Sunday. But, you know, the, the good news for the Titans of uh, the defense going against Deshaun Watson, they're going to have safety Amani Hooker back. He's cleared the concussion protocol that kept him out of last week's game. Christian Fulton, uh, I haven't seen the exact status report yet, but, you know, he's a full practice the last two days with a hamstring that kept him out of last week. So uh, they, 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 the defense seems to be getting healthier. The offensive line, it, it that's the thing, you know, Tim Kelly, completely new offense. Uh, you know, there's some things, of course, because, you know, they Ryan Tannehill is a play-action quarterback, and they were very, very effective with that last week in their comeback against the Chargers. So uh, with Miles Garrett on the other side of the ball, look for them to be getting that ball out quick. No, I, I don't think anybody in the NFL has more yards on 
passing on first down than the Titans because they are trying to, he's getting that ball out fast. He's, you know, he's not working through a ton of progressions. It's giddy up and go and, and try to, you know, to help protect this line as they kind of build the chemistry and come together, which certainly took a hit last week when they lost Goronsky. Yeah, Teresa, you, you kind of, you went through all of the kind of, as they're mixing this roster from one that was number one in, in 2021 in terms of the AFC's number one seed to kind of what it is now and kind of a build on the fly approach. Um, they have several constants, but one of them is Mike Vrabel. What can you tell us about Mike that allows for, I mean, these teams are just competitive year in and year out. They're just, they're just so solidly coached. It feels like there's complete belief in him. What is What does he have as a coach that allows for what rarely happens, which is kind of a build, a rebuild, breakdown, and then build on the fly situation? Part of it is the, the kind of person he is. He makes sure to make connection with players. You know, he gets into every meeting room. You know, because he played linebacker for 14 years, people like to, you know, label him a defensive coach. Well, he's also a guy who likes to attack because, he, because he's a defensive guy. He understands how, what an attacking offense can do. But he works his way around. He makes a connection with players. Chickaquanquo, you know, told a funny story in training camp about how last year when he was a rookie, you know, Vrabel kind of ignored him. And, you know, and now that he's into his second year, you know, he can joke with Vrabel. And, and, you know, think about that. Being able to be as a second-year player, being able to joke with your head coach. And, you know, he has that kind of open door. They feel like they can talk to him. And, you know, there in Cleveland, you know, you, uh, the story's been heard about how, you know, Jim Schwartz, who's the coordinator there, and doing with that Browns defense what I saw him do with the Titans defense when he was here as coordinator, um, you know, giving him a chance to stay in the game the last two years as a senior defensive assistant. We never got to talk to Jim when he was here in that role. Uh, they kind of kept it quiet what he did do. Uh, you know, and then we find out that, you know, Jim was working through a health issue and Mike Vrabel and the Titans uh, organization gave him a way to stay connected to the NFL while he got healthy again to go back and be a coordinator. And it's just that it's the human element. And then yet he's also a guy who is smart enough to, uh, you know, his second, his first season, his second game, they lost the longest game ever played in the NFL down in Miami because of weather delays. They come back hosting the Houston Texans, trying to avoid an 0-2 hole to start a season, and yet they go deep into a playbook. They come up with what you know people here like to call the king cat with uh, Derrick Henry lining up under center. Uh, they, they did a fake uh, punt uh, on early drive, and it, it went for 60 yards for a touchdown. So, you know, he's a guy who's not afraid to gamble, and because of the connection he has with his players, his coaches, uh, they believe in him, and they will do and compete for him in fact, one of the uh, uh, receivers posted an Instagram post from the, the weight room that if you don't feel like crap, and I'm paraphrasing there, then you're not working <laughs> hard enough. So, you know, it, 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 it's hitting on all levels, pushing them as physically hard as they know, you know, to that line without going over it, making the human connection. And, and you know, guys, I'm just going to say this. Mike Vrabel's an Ohio native. He grew up rooting for the Browns. Uh, this game means a lot to him as a former Browns fan. So uh, I'm really curious to see what kind of tricks they pull out because I'm expecting something to come out of that playbook and that we haven't seen maybe in a few years. You may ne never have seen this team do that comes suddenly out of the book to try and pull this game out of, you know, and put it in the win column. 
Well, that will certainly be be interesting to see as that unfolds uh, at Cleveland Brown Stadium. I want to talk to you about this defense, and it feels like Simmons and Autry off to a great start. Harold Landry back got his first sack of the season last week, and key that between those four, they can really get after the quarterback and be disruptive. Oh, absolutely, and because of that, Tier Tart, an undrafted guy who they uh, you know put a restricted free agent tag on this year, uh, you know he qu- kind of quietly gets ignored. And he's a guy who can sometimes take up double teams as well. So you have to account for everybody on that line because if you don't, you're going to get in trouble. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, I think by the end of this season, is going to be a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year uh, because of the help that he's got around him. You know, Arden Key is a guy that, you know, they got him from Jacksonville and they're letting him be a starter. And, and he is being very, very disruptive getting to the quarterback. Jeff Simmons... I mean, you know, he's a guy who faced at, – at one point there was a stat uh, in the final game last year showing he faced the second-most double teams in the league last year. And I'm betting Aaron Donald was ahead of him in that category. Uh, it, it's – you know, if you don't take advantage – if you don't take an account for each of those guys, you're going to be in trouble. And then they – you know, the new GM, two of the pieces that have been switched out, inside linebacker, David Long was a guy, a repeat offender, was allowed to walk. He's now playing in Miami. Aziz Alshair is somebody that Rand Carthon brought here as a free agent from San Francisco. He, he is fast, and he is making an impact as well. And then Jack Gibbons is a guy, an undrafted free agent, uh, that uh, you know they sent him home to Texas a year ago as a rookie, brought him back a week later, and then this offseason he earned the other inside starting uh, linebacker job. So he's got size, he's got speed. They, they nicknamed him Dr. Gibby because of how smart he is. So it, it, this whole front seven, if you're not paying attention, you're going to get in trouble. And in the secondary guys, two-time All-Pro Kevin Byard anchors that group. He's led this defense in tackles and interceptions each of the last two seasons. So this is a defense. They were first against the uh, run last year. Now they were last against the pass because they made teams one-dimensional. And, yes, they, they completed a lot of passes against teams. That's an area that they're working to clean up this year giving up the explosive plays and because they know that Deshaun Watson, if you let him run around too much, he'll throw the ball deep downfield. They know what to expect out of this game Sunday. Yeah. And, and Teresa, we have our own Dr. Gibbe right here, <laughs> uh, our producer on this great program, but you mentioned the passing and you kind of touched on it. What do you think, you know, is the issue with it in the sense that was it, is it because teams just give up on the run and they say, we're just going to throw the ball on the tech on the Titans because they've had some success certainly through the year, both first two weeks, both quarterbacks hit 305 yards. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. When you make a team one dimensional, that other dimension is going to be the pass. Last week they didn't, they were missing two starters in the secondary. Uh, as I mentioned, injuries have been a huge problem in the last two years. Well, that last year the secondary was really hit hard. Christian Fulton, you know, was called out as a repeat offender because of hamstring issues that cost him way too many games. Uh, it's the reason why they went out and got Sean Murphy Bunting, a veteran, to come in and, and, and be a starter. Uh, but Roger McCreary is a guy that they took in the second round last year out of Auburn. He is really growing, blossoming, and turning into a shutdown kind of cornerback, whether he's playing in the slot or on the outside. So uh, I, I think they're going to have a chance to get that number improved. But exactly, teams are attacking them through the air because it's really, really tough to run on the Tennessee Titans. 
Teresa, how do you? What's your feeling on this one on on Sunday? The, I mean, this is a huge one from the Cleveland perspective. Obviously, one they've got to get if 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 they're trying to be everything that they think. It's important for both. Uh, where, where do you kind of see this one going on Sunday? Well, uh, two things. I mean, when you lose a player of Nick Chubb's uh, caliber, you know it can give a team something to bond on. But uh, you know, but on the other side, you know, this game means a lot for the Titans as well because you know they're 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 they just snapped an eight game skid that dated back to last season. So they're looking to try and get on a streak and start putting some wins together because, you know, they come back home next week. They finish their tour of Ohio hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Then they've got to go to Indianapolis. Then they go to London to play the Ravens. They need this game very much as well. So, uh, and, and with that Mike Vrabel, Ohio connection, guys, the Titans are 2-0 and against the spread, and they've been underdogs each of these first two games. I think that uh, I think they're going to have a chance to win this game because it feels like, most importantly, the offense feels like it's starting to come together. You know, new coordinators, some tweaks to this offense, a lot of new faces on that side of the ball. Uh, Traylon Burks is a guy who had a 70-yarder last week, and you know, Ryan Tannehill. You know, he's able to run this year. He you know he was limited last year with his mobility. That factor. Ty J Spears is a rookie out of Tulane. I just got a feeling that they're going to have a chance to. To, to put up some points against this Browns defense. And Mike Rabel, he's going to pull something out of the hat that gives them an edge. Teresa, great stuff, yeah. as always. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time greatly. My pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, that's Teresa Walker, the AP in Nashville, on the Twisted Tea Hotline, brought to you by Twisted Tea Hard Ice Tea, official sponsor of your Cleveland Browns. Keep it twisted, Cleveland. Our keys to victory coming up next. This is the Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Does your furry friend have what it takes to beat out the competition? Enter the dog race sweepstakes presented by Milkbone for a chance to have your pup compete in the annual halftime dog races. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash contest to enter. Check out more from Milkbone at your local grocer and pet supply store. Time for keys to beating the Tennessee Titans, which Teresa Walker thinks we're going to need a lot of these keys. Dr. Z. Yeah, she sure does. That was a, a, a wow. Just a barnstorming performance in the. Uh, She's look, they there's a it's a lot of rage. There's a lot of joy in Tennessee. I didn't realize that they were so high. On the they Titans. like where they're at. They they've competed. They've covered no twice. This is not easy. No. The Browns are better than no. them, but this won't be easy. It's never easy when you're taking on that team. Mike Vrabel and Titans, they are tough. Now, Kevin Stefanski in his career, 1-0 against the Titans, and Vrabel 6-0 against the AFC South. Mm-hmm. So we hope to keep that going. All right, when they have the football, very similar to last week, stop Derrick Henry on early downs, be ready for the quick game on early downs, and also you got to be cognizant of the shot plays. But the whole goal here is to get them in third and longs. Drop back passing situations. If you can do that, you will have a lot of success. Number one, their offensive line is not good. Number two, on a third and long, the plays take a little bit longer to develop to get the ball out. And so that's what you want to do. When he is in a play-action game, he's averaging 12.3 yards per attempt this year, Ryan Tannehill. In the drop-back game, 5.4 yards per attempt, 59 rating. That is going to be so important to get them into those third and longs and do it. Keep this defense playing at the level it is. Starts with stopping Derrick Henry. you got to be very careful for Traylon Burks on the verticals. 
He's got three career receptions of more than 50 yards. That is fourth for, in the NFL since he came into the league last season. Last week had a 70-yarder. They had a 49-yarder to Chris Moore. We have to watch out for those big plays. But I, I really think we should dominate the line of scrimmage against this team. Absolutely dominate them. Dillard, he's already given up three sacks this season, nine pressures. They're out there starting left tackle was their first rounder. The center has struggled already this year. The right guard is probably their best offensive lineman, Daniel Brunskill. And then there's Chris Hubbard, who's a very solid player, but you, you got to feel like I like Zadarius or Miles Garrett yeah. in those matchups. So that's where you are uh, when they've got the ball. And then when we've got the ball, it starts with very simple. Don't turn the ball over. The Browns are 13-2 and two under Kevin Stefanski when they do not turn the football over. So don't just don't do it. Don't turn it over. This is going to be a tough team to run against. No running back's been over 50 yards against them this year. 2.6 yards a carry. This is going to be a game for Deshaun Watson. This is Deshaun Watson against the th- the team that he has lit up in his career. 17 touchdowns, 73% completions, 291 yards a game, 9 yards an attempt, in addition to 208 yards rushing and 2 touchdowns. Five games out of six against Titans, quarterback rating about 100 or better. Never had a rating below 92 against this football team. Let's go. By the way, when he has 100 rating, as he did uh, in the game against Washington, we win. That's the only time. One out of eight. He, he did it every week in Houston, it seemed like. This is going to be critical. Get the ball out. Let the layups be layups. Our wide receivers should have a field day. This should be a big day for Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And, and I expect this team to be very good. But to me, it's going to come down to giving him time against a very good front of Simmons and Autry and Key and Landry and then him executing this game plan, we should be able to throw the football on the Tennessee Titans. That's going to be the key, and you have got to take care of the football, period, full stop. That's the number one key. I, I don't know. I, I guess just for me, this is there. I have nothing to back this up other than just feel. I think I'll know in the first drive. I think you'll know by the end of the first quarter. I think you'll know by the, know after soon. a couple of You're going to know yep. if it's, yeah, you know. And the other thing is, and – if you're down there Sunday, that place can get nervy if it doesn't go right early. Of course. I do think you want to get exercise off to a good start. Of course we do. But if it if you don't right away, exercise a little patience. Like a football game is a living organism. Let yep. it breathe a little bit. Don't turn on it right away if it doesn't go right right away. Um, because that can that can flip. It can flip yep. a stadium. And they're going to need – whatever Vrabel's best is, you're getting it. You're getting it Sunday. You're going to get it. They'll be prepared. We should be able to answer it. And you should be able to answer it because you are the better team. It's quite frankly not close. Yes. Even with the loss of Nick Chubb, you are the better team. Friday forecast presented by Carrier. Carrier turned to the experts. It's a high of 72. It's perfect. Partly sunny at Cleveland Browns Stadium on Sunday. Coming up next, a little segment we like to call Pay Attention to the Scores. The Scores. Oh, mama. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome back into the program. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Time for the scores. Hello, Gibby. You ready for this? Yeah. Why did we do last week? Pretty good. 
I mean, you did really well week one. That's never going to happen again. Correct. I, in the, in the history of this program, in the history of this program, where we have finished many seasons, many, many games, a great many games, over 500, picking the scores uh, correctly. Yes. I don't know that we've ever seen a 14 and two. No, and no, I, you will never no. again. Like just, you're not going. That's just not going to. You never know. You could do it again. You could do it. You're due, baby. You're ready. I'm doing. Ready. I'm cruising right along. You're crushing right it. Where I be. No, I know. But like, over 500. It, it's You're not going to be me again. Public school kid, barely you getting by. Know. Not going to be know. me. You never hey, know. It's going to be my private I school. I don't count yeah. Real quick, before yeah. we get into what we did last week, maybe maybe someone missed it earlier, but Nicholas Lucarelli tweets asking for the YouTube watchers. Can Ethan explain why he's wearing historically Titans blue on the week we play them? It's not Titans. It's not Titans blue. It's, it's, Titans it's blue. royal. If anything, it, that is as royal a blue as can be. Yeah. Um, if anything, it's Rams blue. If anything, I would say yeah. It's yeah. a nice juxtaposition to the orange. That's right. You're safe. Safe. And I got safe. the blue and the orange on the shoes. One of the one of the most things that drove me the most nuts when Urban was at Ohio State is he wouldn't let like NFL scouts wear blue in the facility. So if they came in in blue, he would give them, like, a Buckeye hoodie or quarter zip or whatever. So I guess they got free swag out of it. Yeah. But it was so ridiculous. Like, not every blue is Michigan. Correct. Their color is navy. Right. It's not royal. It's not light blue. It's not periwinkle. It's navy. A little peek behind the curtain as well. If you wear a certain color orange behind that wall, all you end up seeing is your head. That's true. I did that. Did you really? I've been a subject of that. Do you remember that, Z? Oh, I remember it. Just floating <laughs> head gibbet. I, I literally had arms and a head, and that I had was it. it. First television station I worked right uh, second television station I worked with at in Tallahassee, they had, uh, for sports, I had to stand in almost every television station. It's a, blue, it's a green screen, right? Yep. So you can't wear green, otherwise you see through. Uh, weather guys, for example, it's up against, they call it a green screen, so you yes. can broadcast up against it, but you can't wear green. The station in Tallahassee, they used blue, so you couldn't wear blue. I'm like, you do realize you are eliminating the the best color to wear on television. Yep. Like blue ties, blue suits, all that wins. You're eliminating all of that. Yeah. If you just paint that green, you don't have the problem. Don't have the problem. No one is going to clamor to wear green suits no. unless you're at Notre Dame this weekend. Nobody else is. Nobody else. Come on. Bobby Meshling, by the way, says, Z is obviously Jerry. Gibbe is Newman. Bo is George. I would disagree. I think it's. I mean, you're definitely Newman. Newman is awesome. Well, you're not Newman. I, not in terms of like George. Uh, hello. Well, no, Newman. no, no. You're no. Newman. Newman antagonizes I think it's, Jerry. I think. Well, I think well, it, it's a melding of anything. I think it's melding of characters. I think of anything, like you've got a lot of the Kramer. Tendencies. That's exactly where I was going. And well, you love to golf like him. I love to golf. You have your. You're living in your world. Like doing it's my thing. doing your thing, man. Yeah. Like your Cosmo lived the best life ever of all of them. He's Correct. His best. That's why I'm yeah. saying I feel like I there's could a probably good chunk be of a Kramer that is in Z. I could. Yeah, there, I'm a little Kramer. I, I have the annoyances that that Costanza has for sure, but I probably also have a little of the Jerry tendencies. Correct. Yeah. So you need to kind of meld a little bit. Yeah, I think I'm a Jerry Kramer. Yeah. Combo. Yeah. I guarantee you, like 20 year old you was Cosmo Kramer, baby. He's 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 like. Uh, what I do. You also have a little uh, Jay Peterman, the little Peterman, <laughs> little Jay Peterman yep. catalog. Gibbe's got a little Banya in him. <laughs> I am not the Banya. Little Banya. Oh yeah. What's the deal yeah. with Uncle? <laughs> What's the deal with great? Try the soap, Jerry. Yeah, he's so good. Bendy's. He loved Bendy's. Yeah. Bendy's. I haven't seen that those shows in a long time. He's I also wonder. the mean soup guy a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely a soup Nazi. There's no question that you got that. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. No soup. No. Yep. No soup. Get out. Yep. yep. What I do. And we love a we good we love a good mulligatani. Love a mulligatani. Sure. Yeah. Fine soup. Yeah. All right. Scores uh, record last week. Nine and seven for both of us. Woo. So combined eighteen games over five hundred fourteen of which are fantastic. Are Great job. Yep. Killing Love it. it. Killing it. Away we go on a Sunday week three in the National Football League, and we kick things off. Well, nice little matchup in the NFC. The 1-1 one one Detroit Lions. Uh, tough loss for them last week. Back in action and playing host to the 2-0 Atlanta Falcons. Zagura, kick us off. One team coming off of a, an emotional win at the end. One team coming off an emotional loss at the end. But I think the Detroit Lions are just better than the Atlanta Falcons. I think that when you go and you're going to try to run the ball all over Dan Campbell, I don't think he's going to have that. He's going to be biting kneecaps. No. I like the Lions in this one. I think they're, the Lions can be in trouble against a team that has a lot of weapons to throw the ball to. Now, Atlanta does have weapons. They don't necessarily have the quarterback to throw or the <laughs> willingness get, get to throw to the him. ball. So I, I like the Lions in this one. I'm a, Lions 98, Falcons negative six. <laughs> I think it's Slump City too. I I like I like Detroit. Goff's been amazing. He, the one pick six last week, but he it's that that it's been really really good. They get a lot of what that's gonna be an interesting team. I'd be curious with it with running back. Uh, it sounds like that if Montgomery can't go, that Gibbs's role will stay the same. Craig Reynolds will and take Reynolds over. will go in. So, yep. so keep an eye on that. But either way, good I like Detroit. I like him. I like him 31-17. Up next, well. I feel like this week we start to figure out maybe who who some of these teams are. But, you know, Atlanta's 2-0. and Next up, team that I picked to go to the playoffs. <laughs> you did. Ride or die. The Commies. The Washington Commanders playing host to the 1-1 Buffalo Bills, Bo Bishop. Yeah, I, Buffalo's a different team at home for sure, and the, it's, it's the hook on this is kind of interesting. This feels a lot like a – like Sammy at the back door is what it feels like to me. I like Buffalo winning the game closer than the experts think. 27-21. Safe. Onward we go. It's a weird week in the National Football League. It's oh, my not, gosh. Some th- of these scores are crazy. There are some we real rarely get this, yeah. especially late in the day. Yeah. Get all your watching in at the 1 o'clock hour. Good day to go to a fall fest. Well, after 4 o'clock it is. Yep. That's for sure. Watch our win and then head out. Yep. The Denver Broncos are 0-2. They're trying to get their first win to South Beach. They go to take on the 2-0 Miami Dolphins, Nathan Zagur. Broncos country. Let's, Let's ride. ride. I, I just don't. I don't know. I, I, there's some. They blew a game. They were up, what, 21-3 and lose. Two yeah. home games to start and the year, lose 0-2. To Washington, Miami's the hottest team in the league. It's a lot of points. I feel like there is definitely it's open for the back door for Russell Wilson. But no, no, no. They're going to slam that shut. Tua, ram it. Tua has, I saw Sam Monson with this stat this week that was really interesting. He has the largest average attempted throw in terms of longest of yards covered. But also the deepest drop. Do I have that right? Deepest drop back? Fastest fastest release. Fastest release and furthest attempted pass in the league. Those two things usually don't, don't marry. The only way it works is if you have lightning fast speed on the perimeter, which they do, and an incredibly anticipatory thrower at quarterback. Yes. So that's how it works. They're good. Samesies. Up next in the AFC South, it is Jacksonville. Not sure what to make of them. Really good first week. Last week, not sure what happened there. Offensively, not great. 
Not a great game against the Kansas City Chiefs. They try to get back on track against the 0-2 Houston Texans. Uh, Bishop. Jacksonville's 100% winning the game. There's not a, it's not a shadow of doubt. The question just becomes, can Tennessee muster nonsense, or Texans muster nonsense as it goes along? Last week, I had faith that they would. It did not go well. They did not. No, they did not. I am not doing making that same mistake again. Give me Jacksonville 31-20. to 20. Although C.J. Stroud has been pretty good. C.J. Stroud has been pretty rookie. good. I'm gonna. This is. I but feel like rookie quarterbacks. He's been pretty clean. I feel like this. There are two games here with the opportunity to to get in there. I think they play tough. I think the Jags do win. I think they have 31, but I think Houston gets to 24. Oh gosh. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, more fun in the AFC. Again, not a great slate here for Week Three in the National Football League. The Indianapolis Colts. Uh, without their oh, rookie quarterback, graphic. Anthony Richardson. Oh, boy. The scores. Scores. How about it? How about uh, that? Indianapolis visiting the Ratbirds. 2-0 Ravens. Uh, Zagora. Minshew, jorts, beard, mustache, backdoor, all of it. I think that it's a, it's a lock that he gets inside of that number. Ultimately, Ravens win this game 79-77. I just was trying to think, like, I, so I watched Baltimore a lot last week. Yep. Watched them in week one. Like the idea that they're just going to run away. I don't, they're not running away from anybody. They're off to a nice start. They're 2-0, and but it's they've had the easiest schedule in the league. Um, you know, they benefited with, with the unhealth of, of Cincinnati. That's a quality win, obviously, in Cincinnati. That's big. Uh, but wh- who's else? They, they played Houston week one. Now they get Indy. Um, yeah, this is Minshew mania. In fact, I feel more comfortable with this with Minshew than I do if it was Richardson. Agreed. Yeah, I like Baltimore as well, but by 31 to 24. Oh, hmm. baby. There you go. Uh, of all the remaining 0-2 teams, two of the top three in that group square off against each other. Someone will be 0-3. Someone will be 1-2 unless they tie. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers come east to the Midwest, otherwise known as Minnesota. <laughs> and the Vikings 0-2. Chargers 0-2 Bishop. Staley better win this. Minnesota is better, has been better than their record would indicate. They have had some of the worst turnovers at the most inopportune times, both in Philly and in the opener against Tampa Bay. It feels to me like the Chargers, despite all of the talent, might just be bad. They do not play to the sum of their parts. At home, they lost two close games. They lost close to Miami. But Tennessee's and not good, they and they were Tennessee. home against Miami. I just don't know that there's any belief in that operation there. Captain Kirk at home. You like that? Vikings, 77. Chargers, 75. Hmm. Got to be a problem for Staley on that plane right home. The Chargers secondary right now is dreadful. And if you can throw the football on the Chargers, you're going to be able to score. Guess what the Vikings do as well oh, as anybody in the league? They can throw the football. I'm with you here. I got the Vikings in this one as well. It, it pains me to say it, but I think it's the best thing for 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 Justin Herbert to get it out of the way. they got to move on from Staley and get right that ship. Now, on the other side, you know what? I'm sticking with it. I, I do think it's interesting if the Vikings do lose and Rob Gronkowski turns out to be 
prescient about what happens. That'd be crazy if it was that simple. It'd be awesome. All right. Up next. Um, I don't want Kirk Cousins in the AFC, by the way. Quarterback in the Jets. No. Me neither. No. no. Come on, no. Quazy. Keep no. going. No. Keep the fight, baby. Um, Jim Nance has to be asking who he no ticked kidding. off at CBS because uh, he has yet to have a good game and this one's not going to be any different. Nothing like putting the CBS A-team again at just a garbage game. Let me introduce you to the New England Patriots visiting the Gross. New York football Jets. Awful. Zagura. Like, why Why are they not doing our game? It's just automatically not the Jets. So whoever else is out there, that's who's going to get it. In this case, it's the Patriots. Gross. They'll fi- like, They'll be at a pick six from Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same season. Patriots ram it. To the NFC we go. The New Orleans Saints are 2-0 on the football season. There are three teams in the NFC South that are 2-0. The Saints being one of them. A trip to Lambeau Field in store for New Orleans this weekend. The Packers 1-1, one one, a tough loss in Week 2 after an impressive Week 1 victory over the Bears. Uh, Bishop. I'm just, I was just curious to see where Christian Watson is. is not he, playing. Not again. playing He's again? down again? Yeah, it's just like, it's so annoying. And it um, happened the first week of practice. I know it. Um, New Orleans was dreadful on Monday Night Football. Nobody watched it because they were watching our game. They were very, very disappointing. Um, I like Green Bay at home, 8-4. to four. Leaving runners at the corners That's with right. the... What is Green Bay? I don't know. The guy at the what are uh, they? I don't know. At least I feel comfortable with some of the talent that's on the Saints. I feel comfortable with their defenses playing at a high level. I don't know what Green Bay is. Green Bay is going to win this game. Oh, yes. They're going to score 178 points. Oh, boy. But the Saints are going to score 177. Oh, my gosh. What a barn burner. It's going to be fun. It'll wrap up Monday morning. It'll be like a Madden game. It's like when the boys play Madden and they put it on. They play like forever long quarters and then they did like on rookie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every play. Yeah. Dude, well, Justin Jefferson is 700 yards receiving. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like my nephew. Great. He's like, I'm winning 52 nothing. I go, what level is that on? Yeah. So now Step all I do up. is I've okay. told you guys I just call them like Sopranos characters. Yeah. So now I'll just go, you're such a loser, Bumpin' Cero. <laughs> Galtieri, <laughs> such a loser. Don't be a loser. Uh, it's fun. All right. So there's four games left on the Sunday. And my recommendation is to go do something outside. Go enjoy the day. Go enjoy the evening. Go find anything to do other than watch any of these four games. We'll kick it off uh, with Carolina visiting Seattle. Uh, let's see. Zagura, you're up. I think Seattle slump <laughs> ram it. I think it is yeah. ram it, ram it, ram it. Same. The next one, Chiefs ram it. Same. I, that, the next one, what would Dallas, be the number? Ram it. What would be the number for – what's your number on, on – Chiefs, uh, Bears. 21. On Chiefs. 21. 21 and a half? 21 and a half, I think, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's beat down city. There, by the so, way, so. it is it will be it is almost impossible that both the Chiefs and the Cowboys will to that end match. Josh Dobbs. Nonsensical nonsense. I got Arizona. Huge. Huge. Cowboys thirty one. Arizona twenty. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, your, that does your, your, your it. Four does? O'clock, well, your, your four o'clock. Well, your four games. Thirty-one twenty gets me. Gets me it. Yeah, gets me the score. With uh, Arizona, 
Pay attention to the scores. Yeah, I am. Dallas 31, Arizona yeah. 20. Oh, 31, I'm sorry. 31. 30, 33. No, no, no. 30, brain thir- it's okay. My it's brain right. You're good. Yeah, safe. It does. Yeah. Four o'clock games, Seattle, Carolina, Kansas City, Chicago, Dallas, Arizona. Hot garbage. Go find something to do. Brutal. I, it's rarely you see that, like a late afternoon, and there's not one, not one that you want to watch. Yeah. No. Uh, that takes us to Monday night, or Sunday night. Sorry, Monday night is Monday. Doubleheader. Uh, Sunday night foosball. The Pittsburgh Squealers visiting the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't uh, think Pittsburgh's I'm, good. I don't. I, I don't, don't think, think either one of these guys are good. No, but Garoppolo should take care of the football to some degree. Protect it. That's all you got to do. How did they get drilled the way they got drilled at Buffalo? 38-10. to 10. Buffalo just kind of put it on them. I don't know. Outdoors, Garoppolo better maybe in good weather, indoors. It's going to be a Steeler home game. It is. In Vegas. In Vegas. I'm with you, though. I think the Steelers suck. I don't think they're I know they beat great. us, and it comes across crazy, but, like, Why watch we were, the games. We turned the ball over four times, scored two defensive touchdowns. I mean, yeah. that is, you're going to win when that, yeah. when that happens. I like Vegas. I like Vegas as well. Vegas, six. Steelers, one. Same. All right, there you go. There you go. There you go. So much more to come, including our score, a Buckeye score with the Irish as well. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Valley Bet, sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Valley Bet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. I like the Buckeyes tomorrow. You do? Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. Good quarterback uh, over there in Sam Hartman. Kid's making his 53rd start, transfer out of Wake Forest. He's the all-time leading passer in the Atlantic Coast Conference. It's his fifth year. He's played four full college seasons, but because of COVID, he got a free fifth year, so he's doing it at Notre Dame. He's really good. When do we stop with the COVID years? When you are done with kids who were in college in 2020. That, Until we just then. have to wait? Yeah, you've got to wait that, that through. Been, like, yeah. I feel like their Same. seventh season. Yeah, yeah. There, there is. It's There's coming to an end. Florida State yeah, it is. There's, it's finite. There will come a point where there are people who no longer play were in year, college right? in 2020. But that's that's it. I think they're going to have a really hard time blocking the interior of the Buckeyes' defensive line. Um, I think it just depends on how Ryan Day coaches it. Does he play it really? If he's if he's aggressive, like he was against Georgia, I think he had a chance to run away a little bit. But I think it's going to be a two-score game, like 35-24, something like that. Love uh, it for the Bucs. Um, as for our game, Dr. Z, well, before we do that, I should tell you, at 9 a.m., Browns game day, Ken and Gerard. 11 a.m., Browns kickoff, Andy and Tyvis. 1 o'clock, Chris Rose, Z, and Gerard with, of course, all good thoughts headed to The Voice uh, yes. for that one. Um, all right, us, Titans. Got to do it. Uh, Got to do it. I think we will do it, uh, and I like it. 27-17, Browns. If it doesn't go our way, I won't be here Monday. I'm out. Oh, yeah, you will. No, We're in this together. No, I'm out. Can't do it. Can't do it. You've been given my notice. Look at him try to wrangle you right there, and you were. My notice has been given. We. That's too. I don't think. Act I, accordingly. You're better. You're better on defense. You got the better quarterback. You've got the weapons. Block it. Do it. Don't turn the ball over. It's enough. So you've made this now. You have made this a loser leaves town match. It's a loser leaves town. Loser leaves town. Either the Tennessee Titans leave town, or I do. Oh, you'll be here. I'm going straight to Santa Fe, putting down roots. <laughs> OFs will be up and running in a month. You guys are welcome to join me. I'm in. I'm out. On that note, I'm in. You know that's our venture. <laughs> well, 
as I said, you're welcome to join. Love to have you. I, I, Come on, let's just do the right thing. Can we yes. just do it? Like just Shelby it's enough. Harris, do the right thing. Do the right thing. Whip them. Act accordingly a little bit here, kids. Yep. All right. The next level is coming up next. We may be back. You'll for sure be back Monday. I may be. I loser, hope so. loser, loser, loser leaves town. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.